I love to hear Taylor sing. I mean, I could hear her sing every week and it would be so special. But uh, it is a blessing. Christian music is so encouraging. And I know next to me at home when I do my devotions and things, I have hymn books. And if I'm thinking of a certain theme, a certain topic I'm doing a devotion on, I look into the hymn book and if I don't know the tune right off, if I, we never sang it before, I'll go online and I'll play it on, the, on uh, YouTube. And it's really, it's been really great. I've learned a lot of new songs, so it's really great. Shall we just open in a word of prayer? Our Heavenly Father, we pray that you will speak to our hearts today. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you never change. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we thank you, Lord, that you're with us in season and out of season. No matter what happens in the world. And we thank you that you're coming soon, Lord. And you're going to take us home to be with you. And Lord, we thank you for those that have gone before us and they're already praising you and thanking you around the throne. And Lord, now we pray that you will speak through your word and Lord, hide me behind the cross. And we just pray in Jesus name. Amen. You know, if God was to conduct some interviews and had some witnesses here this morning and we could invite them in, there would be five people it would be nice to hear from. Abel, Moses, Mary, the poor widow, and Dorcas. And they all had something in common. And the question is, what is in your hand? And God would say that, ask that question to Abel, what's in your hand? It's just a little lamb. But remember, he brought that lamb to the Lord and sacrificed it. And its blood was shed and it was sacrificed there for all eternity to remind us of the sacrifice of the cross that Jesus would die on for us. And then he might say to Moses, Moses, what's in your hand? And he said, Lord, it's a staff. I have my staff. And, he, and God would say, take that staff and use it. And he did. And he wrought miracles in the land of Egypt. And he led the people through the, to the, up to the promised land. And he led them always with his staff. And then Mary of Bethany, what is in your hand? She would say, Lord, I just have a little jar of perfume. I've saved it for my wedding day, Lord. But I want to offer it to you for your memorial, for your sacrifice on the cross. I can't think of keeping it for myself. And then the poor widow would come. And the Lord would say to you, say to her, what is in your hand? Lord, I just have two little coins, two little mites. We sang it. It's in the hymn that we sang. Not a mite would I withhold. And she took all that she had to live on and she put it into the temple treasury and dedicated it to the Lord. That's what she had in her hand. And then Dorcas, what is in your hand? Just a needle, Lord. And the Lord says, take that needle and make quilts for all the Christians. And we know the story about how she did that. And when she died, Peter came and raised her from the dead. And she went and was presented back to the saints again.
You know, two things that God has given to every single person in the world, and He's given them to us, two hands, two hands to be used for Him. And I'm thankful for my hands. They're not the nicest looking hands or the strongest hands or anything like that, but God has given me hands and He's given me the ability to serve Him with those hands. And He's given you a a set too to use for the Lord Jesus. The title of our message today is Busy Hands for Jesus. And all of us want to have busy hands for Jesus. And to do that, our hands need to be ready, they need to be willing, and they need to be strong. And God wants to use us for His glory. I was reading this verse from Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 10 that says, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. For there is no work or device or knowledge or wisdom in the grave where you are going. There will come a time when none of us will be able to use those hands anymore. When, the, when death comes knocking at our door, that will be the end of our life here on earth. We will be with the Lord forever. And you know what? We're going to get a new set of hands. We're going to get a new body. We're going to get everything new when we get to heaven. And all that pain we have right now will be gone. All those sicknesses and illnesses and troubles and trials, they'll all be past when we go to be with the Lord. It'll be such a blessing. My mom likes to quote this expression, busy hands are happy hands. And that's very true. It's not a biblical expression, but it is a very good expression. Busy hands are happy hands. And if you have a person that's busy and you give them something to do, they're even happier because they can, they can do it. Sylvia always likes to say, if you want to get something done, give it to a busy person. Don't give it to an idle person. Give it to someone who's busy and they will get it done. And that is so very true. And happy hands are happiest of all when they're serving the Lord. It's so true. Well, let's look at our first point today, ready hands. You know, the Apostle Paul had hands that served the Lord and he mentions it in number of scriptures in the New Testament. And in 1 Thessalonians 4.11, he says to the Christians there in Thessalonica that you also aspire to live a quiet life, to mind your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. He also says in another passage, if you don't work, you don't eat So they had to work and he wanted them to work and he didn't want them to. He wanted them to to live quiet, peaceable lives, mind their own business and serve the Lord. And that's good advice for us. God doesn't want us to be busy bodies, but he wants us to be busy in his service and use ourselves and our hands for him. Billy Graham once said, God has given us two hands, one to receive with. And one to give with. Isn't that wonderful? Two hands that he has given to us. And when we join our hands together, one Christian to another Christian to another Christian, we become stronger because we work together and we put our hands together to serve him. And that's why the expression is so true is 
spoken by a man named John Haywood when he said, many hands make light work. And I love that, how we serve together as a church and we work together and it makes it go easier because we do share the work. In Titus 3.1, Paul says to Titus to remind the Christians about it. He says, remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey, to be ready for every good work. Yes, God has given us two hands. And I love that. In 1 Corinthians 4.12, it says, And we labor, working with our own hands, being reviled, we bless, being persecuted, we endure. You know, I'd like to see the Apostle Paul's hands. I bet they were, they were kind of rough, you know, his hands, because he served so much. And he said in Acts chapter 20 and verse 34, Yes, you yourselves know that these hands have provided for my necessities and for those who were with me. I'm going to ask you a Bible quiz question today. We should all know the answer to it. What was Paul's profession that he worked at to support himself? Tent making. He was a tent maker. And remember, uh, Achilla and Priscilla, they were tent makers too. And they joined together with Paul. And that's how he met them. And they had fellowship together. And they worked together together. And Paul was a hard worker. And Paul did not want anybody to be imposed upon. So he would work with his own hands and he would make money making these tents. And I'm sure they were the best tents. And he made the tents and he sold the tents and he used the money to support himself and his co-workers in the ministry. And that was such a blessing. He was such a supporter. He had ready hands. He was always ready to do it. And he didn't always do tent making. I mean, he did it on the side, but when it needed to be done, he did it and he worked hard at it. And anything we do, we should do with all our might, as it said in in our scripture text this morning, where it says in Ecclesiastes, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. To do something with all your might is to put your whole being into it, your whole heart into it, your whole effort into it. And when you do that, you're you're showing that you have ready hands. Secondly, not only should we have ready hands, but we should have willing hands. Sometimes we're ready, but we're not willing. And God wants us to always be willing. And it says in Ephesians 4.28, he says there to the Christians, he says, let him who stole steal no longer but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give to him who has need. Paul was a giver. Paul gave himself. And Paul thought about his life and how his life was changed. And he used his hands for the Lord. I also like the expression to lend a helping hand. Have you ever heard that expression? It's a Very common one, to lend a helping hand. When you see somebody carrying something and it's a heavy burden and they're trying to balance these things, it's so good because you can you can lend a hand and you lend a hand to help others. And then when you need help, somebody will lend you a hand and help you out as well. Yes, we should give and give anonymously. We should serve and we should serve anonymously. 
I know Rick was talking about in the scripture memory class, he gets uncomfortable in front of people, right? Because why? We don't want the limelight, right? We don't want the attention. We want to put the attention where it belongs on the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what it means to, to serve him anonymously. He said in, in Matthew 6, 3 and 4, the Lord Jesus said, And when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. In other words, give anonymously. Try to do it secretly so that the Lord gets all the glory. And then in verse 4, he goes on to say that your charitable deed may be in secret and your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. Did you ever notice in the world today how so few people want to give the credit to others? They really do. They want the credit for themselves, especially the public credit. But when you see a humble person that directs the, the attention to others, it's always a great thing. We're witnessing right now in the NBA playoffs, something that Steph Curry is doing that is unbelievable. How many points he's scoring. How he's making his teammates better. How they're, they're showing in a tough, tough battle with the Boston Celtics. He's, he's doing tremendous things. And yet he doesn't like to dwell on what he's doing. But he gives credit to Clay. He gives credit to Poole. He gives credit to the other players. He gives credit to his coaches. And doesn't take any credit for himself. Yes, when a person who is an athlete, let's say a tennis player or a golfer, hurts their hand, they can't perform, right? Because they can't hold the club or they can't hold the racket or whatever it might be. A basketball player needs their hands. They need to shoot the ball with their hand, pass the ball and things. And so we need our hands to be used for the Lord and we need to have busy hands and we need to have them willing and ready always to serve the Lord. Benjamin Franklin once said, idle hands are the devil's playthings. And that is so true. If we're idle in our lives, God cannot use us. He wants us to be busy and active for him. Have you ever gone to a concert, maybe a symphony, and you've seen a concert pianist get up there and they come up there and they have the big grand piano and they sit down and their hands start playing that beautiful music. And us, we could get to that piano and maybe play chopsticks or something like that. But it's not going to be the same as a concert pianist. And sometimes their hands are so valuable to them that they actually have them insured for a lot of money. Because if anything happens to their hands, what's going to happen to their career? They can't pursue it, right? And our hands are so valuable in the Lord's work. And he wants us to use them for his glory and not to be idle. I read an interesting story about Unamuno. He was a Spanish philosopher and he tells about a Roman aqueduct in Segovia, Spain. It was built in 109 A.D., Think how long ago that was. 109 A.D. And it brought the cool water from the mountains to a dry and thirsty city. Sixty, sixty generations of people drank from it. But then somebody had an idea. What we need to do is we need to take this aqueduct and, and preserve it for our children and 
make it like a museum piece that we can we can uh, re- celebrate. And so that was their idea. So they took out some things, they put in modern pipes and so forth, and they gave the ancient bricks and mortar a, a rest. You can rest now. Well, it doesn't work that way, folks, because when things are idle, they don't work well. And suddenly the sun started beating on the dry mortar and it began to crumble and the bricks and stones sagged and threatened to fall. What ages of service could not destroy, idleness disintegrated. Idleness is one of the worst things that can happen to a Christian. Become idle. We don't want that. We want to stay busy. Busy for the Lord. Using our hands. Using our time and treasures and talent for His glory. You know, the prophet Azariah, the son of Obed, spoke to King Asa one day and he said this. He said, But you be strong and let not your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. God wants us to have strong hands serving Him. You know, when Nehemiah went to help out the Jews that were building and rebuilding in the, in the land after the captivity, he went back and lent his support to the people. And he became the governor and he served there. And it says in Nehemiah chapter 9 and verse 6, For they were all trying to make us Well, read the whole verse. You alone are the Lord. You have made heaven, the heaven of heavens with all their hosts, the earth and everything on it, the seas and all that is in them. And you preserve them all, the hosts of heaven. Yes, God says their hands will be weakened for the work. The enemies tried to weaken their hands for the work of God and they couldn't do it. And they completed the work. In 52 days, they rebuilt all the walls of Jerusalem. And Nehemiah said in Nehemiah chapter 2 and verse 18, And I told them of the hand of my God, which has been good upon me, and also of the king's words that he has spoken to me. So they said, Let us rise and build. Then they set their hands to the good work. May the Lord strengthen us today to use our hands that he's given us to serve Him. And hands are a symbol of service. And that's what He wants us to do. And may the Lord help us to have eyes that see the needs of people. And if we can lend a hand, let's lend a hand. Let's serve. Let's help. Let's give. Let's make it our priority to have ready hands, to have willing hands, and to have strong hands. And whatever God gives us to do on a daily basis, may He strengthen us and strengthen our hands to accomplish what He's given us to do. And in closing, I'm just going to mention that word, that, that verse that we sang in the hymn this morning. The very first word in the hymn of congregational hymn, Francis Havergal said this, Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to Thee. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of Thy love. Yes, the reason we serve the Lord is because He loved us so much and died for us and we want to do everything we can to make the work of God go forward so that we can have a great year in 2022 and in baptism, seeing souls saved and seeing believers encouraged and 
getting back to our ministries and doing everything that he's given us to do. Shall we just close in a word of prayer? Father, we thank you for the challenge of your word and we pray that you will help us to have busy hands for Jesus, that we will take upon ourselves responsibility, Lord, and be accountable for it. Each ministry that we have is important and we just pray that we will do it for your glory. And Lord, we just pray that you will be with those who are unable to be with us today and bring them back next Sunday, Lord. And we just pray that we'll continue to see your work flourish, Lord, in this area. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.